Welcome to Let's Go. Week one is in the books. Hey, Tommy, how are you? I'm doing good, Jim. Week one is in the books, officially, and it's great to have football back. I've College football on Saturday, pro football on Sunday makes for a really fun weekend. Well, so tell us the truth. Are you happier about the Bucks win or that Ohio State lost uh, on Saturday to Oregon? How about that? No one probably would have predicted that. Um, Michigan hasn't beat Ohio State in a long time. It's been a lot of years, I think, back when I was there. We actually had a pretty good record against them at that time, but I've lost so many bets over the years against these Ohio State guys. So uh, watching them lose, um, not the athletes in particular, because I like those guys, but seeing the Buckeye fans get a little disappointed, I'm cool with, because they've disappointed the Michigan fans for quite a long time. Obviously, I'm happy about the Bucks went in. We got a lot of work to do. Um, happy we won, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of improvement and it's a long season. So got to get back to work at it this week. Tom, everybody thinks they know, but nobody knows. I mean, none of us know. We all sit here and we watch this. We make predictions. People are gambling. They're betting on games. There's Everybody's got a pool. Everybody's thinking about where their team will be at the end of the season. But then you get to the beginning of the season and look at what happened over the weekend. New Orleans with a huge victory. Green Bay scores just three points. Pittsburgh comes back on Buffalo. Kansas City with a huge comeback. And everybody's sitting there thinking, I know this, but nobody knows. You surprised with everything that went on? I think the easiest thing for people to do is to look at last year and go, well, man, it's going to be just like last year. And so you look at the playoff teams from last year and you go, who did these playoff teams add? And they go, oh, okay, these are probably going to be the teams that are in it next year too. And um, it's definitely not the case because what happens is you're, you're not factoring in a lot of the emotional changes, all the mental changes, new schemes, new players. Um, every year is different. If you look at probably – you know, go back, I don't know, 20 years and look how many teams from the obviously the Super Bowl before advanced into the playoffs the year after. There's a pretty fair share that don't even make it into the playoffs. So what that means is a lot of things change over the course of an offseason. A lot of the change things change during the season, too. There's going to be a lot of injuries that set in. And even at week one, there's still a lot of hope. And I think what happens is let's say teams get off to a slow start over the first four weeks or six weeks of the season. Some of the people can get very easily distracted and say, you know, it's a marathon. And let's say you run a really slow time to start the marathon. Well, a lot of people just give up because they don't have some of the mental, emotional qualities built into their team, the character, of their team. And some of them, you know, I mean, I've been on teams. I was on a team in 2015 that started 10 and 0 and we ended up losing four of our last six. And then didn't, you know, make the Super Bowl. I've been on teams that started uh, two and two and end up and going five. on to win. Yeah, seven and five. Same thing. Eleven and five. I was five and five my first year with the Patriots in two thousand one when I was starting. And um, you know, at week ten we started to kind of figure out, oh, this is our formula for winning. So, yeah. I watched a lot of those games yesterday. Um, I love football, so I watch a lot of it as a fan. You know, I'm watching some scheme things and so forth, but, you know, for the most part, you know, I'm watching to go, okay, who are the real, I've, what are the teams that, you know, I feel can really compete over the long term? And it's a long season. So it's not the first sprint of the season. It's really a marathon. How are these teams going to compete over the course of a long four month season? All right, everybody, Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. 
USAA Insurance. USAA! Tom, you stepped out there with all the confidence in the world. You've been in this situation so many times. It was the 49th game-winning drive in the fourth quarter in overtime. It's like Tiger Woods is going to make that putt. Michael Jordan is going to make that basket. Djokovic is going to win that tournament with the exception of yesterday. Um, when you take the field in that circumstance, nothing seems to bother you, and everybody at home has the feeling you're going to accomplish it. How do you get to that point in your career and in your life and in your head that that can exist? It's a pretty good feeling to have. Um, and I think a lot of it for me is experiencing knowing that I've been in that situation before and that I've talked about it with my teammates. We're well prepared for it. It doesn't ensure victory because believe me, I've been on in those same situations and not come through. Um, but I think it's the, the, for me at that point, I'm trying to stay poised, relaxed, and then just really laser focused. And it's not like it's impossible to overcome that particular situation. All it's going to require is us doing something consistently well for, you know, this short period of time. You know, if I look, think about more improbable things, I'd say the Super Bowl over Atlanta down 28-3. That situation is a 99.9% chance we're going to lose that game. You know, I think this particular situation is very different than that. Um, although the outcome ended up being the same in terms of you know, our ability to make the critical plays in those moments. Um, once you have those really thrilling victories and you overcome those long odds, I really feel as an athlete, you don't ever feel like you're out of it. For example, I was watching Djokovic play yesterday. He was down in the third set and he got broken twice by Medvedev who ended up winning. And then he actually broke Medvedev. And I was watching. I'm like, oh my God, here it comes. This is going to be one of the most incredible Grand Slam majors, you know, championships for Novak. And then he ended up, of course, Medvedev ended up closing him out. But in my mind, I still thought, oh man, you know, this is the moment that Novak needed. He got the one break he needed. And then here it comes. It's going to end up you know, really snowballing and he's going to win it. And so I think part of it is it's never over till it's over. You know, I mean, it's been a cliche for a long period of time, but there's a reason why you play 60 minutes and sometimes it takes all 60 minutes to get ahead and then stay ahead. And so I think also it's, I, I think what makes it really special when you do do it against good competition is when you do lose, it makes you appreciate the ones that you win because the competition's really tough. If you won every time you were in those situations, my first thought would be there is no competition because competition wins. And if you're fighting, for example, it's very rare. I mean, boxing, you and I always use boxing as an analogy because we both love boxing. You know, great fighters, when you fight great opponents, you lose. Now, there's very, there's a few fighters. If you're looking at, you know, Floyd Mayweather or, um, you know, I'm an MMA fan, Khabib, you know, he was a dominant over the course of their entire career, but most guys lose. And when you lose, it pulls out greatness in you because you realize if you're going to fight another, another talent of your caliber, then you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. If you're fighting people that are less than your caliber, then you should win them all. Does losing make you better? Ali thought Frazier made him better. Of course he lost. And, yeah. you know, not necessarily had that same feeling against Spinks, but but great players 
when they lose. Is there the pervasive feeling that they learn something from that, or is the hurt just so bad that the loss, uh, you know, overwhelms it? It's a great question. I mean, I, I think about Peyton Manning when you mentioned those names, and I think of great rivals. I was not going to beat Peyton Manning every time I played him. That wouldn't make for a rivalry. You know, I think it's the same thing with when I look at a Patrick Mahomes now and current players or Aaron Rodgers or guys I played against like a Drew Brees. When you're playing the greats, it's it's probably going to be closer to 50-50, you know, or so maybe it's in your favor 60-40. It's never going to be 100 nothing, you know, and I think that's the the more challenging the competition, the, easy, the, the more even the field's going to be. And then you have, I would say, people like Tiger Woods. When you look at how exceptional he was, you know, he was dominant no matter what. You know, he beat the field and lapped the field, which tells you how exceptional he was amongst golfers who were already exceptional. So I do think there's those cases in sports where, yeah, you know, this player is supremely talented and he has all the intangibles to allow him to sustain consistently his level of excellence. And then I think there's excellence when excellence meets excellence. And then that's where the the real challenge and competition takes place. And I think that competition makes you better and stronger as you compete. And then there's Gronk. Rob Gronkowski walked in in 2010, Tommy, and look at what's happened to him since. He was 21 years old when he was drafted out of Arizona. A couple of touchdowns with you this weekend. What did you think when you first saw this guy when he sauntered in to Patriots camp all those years ago? Yeah, he was he was a pretty dominant force back then. I remember young Rob Gronkowski had so much energy, and we drafted him pretty young. I remember, I think everyone remembers when he got drafted and he was jumping around the stage with his brothers, and he came to our team, and we were, it was beginning of the 2010 season, and um, 09, we really struggled. And I would say drafting him really allowed that second half of the Patriots run to, to continue because of his dominant play and his ability to perform. He was really along with Julian, you know, Wes was there for the early part of 2010 to 2012. And then it was really Julian and Gronk that carried our offense year in, year out. And, um, the maturity of, of Gronk, um, you know, he went from being a really young kind of, uh, he really didn't quite physically, he always knew what he was doing, but I would say knowledge of the game. He didn't really have a lot of knowledge of the game, but if there's one thing you don't sleep on Rob Gronkowski, that's how smart Rob is. And he is one of the, his football IQ is off the charts. And when I see him play now, the real Rob Gronkowski's back, the spirit of him, which makes everyone love him as a person, as a team, and as a player, that spirit that he has in his eyes um, about his joy of life, his joy of football is back. And when I see him play the other night, that's his most authentic self. And for someone who's watched him for a long time and he had it and he kind of, it faded away. He ended up retiring because he didn't find the joy that he had. And to see him regain it is one of the really great, satisfying things for me in pro sports. And uh, every time I wish the best for him every single day and every single time he performs because of the kind of guy he is. And if you're going into a battle, you want to go in with Rob Gronkowski on your side. Well, you talk about the joy. Where do you get that killer instinct? Good question. You know what? He had five brothers. He grew up in Buffalo. He had to fight for every piece of meal 
that was on the table. I'm sure when his mom put down like the spaghetti, he probably jumped into the bowl. Imagine trying <laughs> to feed those animals. Those Gronkowski brothers are a whole bunch of animals. Um, he's pretty amazing. So I love the guy. Love seeing him be successful like he was the other night. Look, he had a great, he had a great Super Bowl, you know, and then he had a great offseason. He had a great training camp, and I knew he was poised to have an incredible night the other night. He has 102 touchdown receptions. 100 of them came from you. You jealous about those other two? <laughs> yeah, he's cheating on me with his <laughs> uh, with his other quarterback. What's up with that? Actually, I think Blaine Gabbert was one of them. And I got to think who was the other that threw him. Maybe Julian Edelman. Was it Julian? Uh, I don't think it was Julian. It could have been Jimmy. It could have been Jacoby. Um, maybe Hoyer. I don't know. I will have to look that up. Snake will get on that for us. The great Snake Hagen. on it. All right, Tommy, much more. Let's remind everybody that Let's Go is brought to you by Ring. With Ring, you're always home. Protect your whole home with a video doorbell, security cameras, and an award-winning alarm system you can install yourself. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on a Ring Alarm home security kit today. That's ring.com slash let's go. More with Tom Brady when we return right here on Sirius XM. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by United Wholesale Mortgage. Any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038. Licensed in all 50 states and District of Columbia. That's United Wholesale Mortgage at findamortgagebroker.com. And we looked it up in the break. Tommy, you're right. It was Blaine Gabbert and Jimmy Garoppolo, those two touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski. Wasn't there far off the mark. I kind of guessed that. I got a good memory, good football memory. I don't always remember what my wife tells me to do, but I do remember <laughs> a lot of football plays. I think you're not alone. Uh, we all kind of <laughs> suffer from that. <laughs> a little selective hearing. Yeah. Very selective Definitely. hearing. That's what Chuck Daly used to say about yeah. coaching his players. That's why he thought he was so successful. Very selective hearing. It seems to work pretty That's good. Right. And, and you've, you've kind of got to have that, I think, with your receivers because there's a lot of hands there that are just so great with Godwin and Evans and Antonio Brown and Gronk. Uh, do you know before the game who's going to have a big game? Good question. And I think it's a great luxury. You know, when you're the quarterback and you can distribute the football to a group of players that are all capable of making great plays, is great luxury for a quarterback. I'm sure it can be frustrating for a receiver because, you know, most great receivers that I've been around want the ball a lot. But our guys are very unselfish. And I would say 
you know, there's times in my career where we've been really limited those positions and you try to force the ball to one particular player. And the reality is, is every defense I play on a play-by-play basis, every time the, the coach calls the, the defensive coach calls the defense, he's trying to take away something. And, and when you're limited on skill players, you're trying to force the ball to one person, regardless of the coverage. That's a bad way to play. That's a bad way to play football. If you can distribute your players and then basically, I guess the line would be take what the defense gives you. Um, not Al Davis's favorite way of playing football, but I would say for me, my view on that would be if they're covering you deep, you throw it short. If they're covering you short, you throw it deep. If they're covering inside, you throw it outside. If they're covering you outside, you throw it inside. When they're playing the pass, you run it. When they're playing the run, you got to throw it. You know, all those things that make a lot of common sense for the viewer. You know, that's how I try to look at the football. I try to look at this is what they're trying to take away. So let's take this aspect of what we're doing. And if you have the type of players that I have, you can really play that style and be really efficient at it. Um, I haven't, you know, there's years where I've probably had that luxury. Um, It's probably not going to happen every year, but I would say last year was very much like that. This year was very much like it. Um, So I didn't even going into the last game. I really didn't know who's going to have a big game. I knew guys were all prepared. Chris had over a hundred yards receiving. Um, Antonio had over a hundred yards. Gronk had close to a hundred yards. Mike didn't have as many, but Mike's going to get his. I have no doubt. He had an incredible camp. He's one of the great all-time receivers and will be a Hall of Famer at some point. For me, it's just a matter of finding the open guy and putting the ball accurately to make allow him to make plays. I will say this. You're a Northern California guy, and it may not be Al Davis with your offense, but there is one Al Davis mantra I know you subscribe to. Just win, What's baby. That? Just win. Just win. We're not out there to prove how great we are. We're out there to prove how to win. That's what we're out there for. We're not trying to be perfect. We're just trying to win the game. Did you trademark that yet? Nah, nah, it's a, it's a good point. It's a, it's a really, it's not a game of perfect. It's not a game of perfect. You got to be good. And especially when you play good players, the margin of error goes down. But, you know, I do believe we as an offense and as a team can play a lot better than we played. I'm happy we won. I'm always happy when we won. I've said a million times how hard it is to win a game in the NFL, but uh, we got to clean up some errors and, and uh, it's going to be a long season. So good to get a win under our belt. We've got to have a great week this week and then obviously into the end of the weekend. But I feel like uh, football season is going to start rolling here. And before we know it, we're going to blink. It's going to be Thanksgiving and I want us to have a really great year. So there's going to be a lot of urgency to what we're doing. But, Tom, you know what is perfect, and your dad reminds us all the time that it is perfect, and I can vouch for it as well, Mastro's. For your next special occasion, visit Mastro's, an unmatched dining experience. Known for its world-class service and exquisite cuisine, Mastro's offers the finest prime steaks and freshest seafood, all in a very lively atmosphere. Visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations. Tom, do you ever get on Google and you type in letters and it automatically starts to think for you? Well, let's do that uh, with you. Uh, If I type in your name and then a letter afterwards, tell me what you think comes up. So let's start with Tom Brady G, as in great. Tom Brady G. Okay, I'd say Tom Brady Giselle. That would be pretty simple, I think, in my mind. Probably a lot of those searches. Well, 
That's what I would have thought. But guess what? You must be married to Gronk because Gronk comes up after the G. How about that? He's he's my work wife. How about that? <laughs> my wife, my work wife. That's there you pretty go. fitting. We we we've, we've been tied together for a long time. Not quite as long as the digital age, but I would say Tom Brady Gronk is a pretty good connection. 100 plus TDs, baby. That's pretty pretty solid. And you might have to have some selective hearing after the show with Giselle for that answer, but She'll understand. She will. Tom Brady M, as in mighty. Uh, no, wouldn't be that. Tom Brady M. Let's see. Tom Brady M. Tom Brady, Michigan. Michigan Wolverines. Go. Am I right? There you go. Very good. Oh, baby. Tom Brady, Michigan. All right, let's go to Tom Brady Y. Oh, God. Tom Brady Y. Tom Brady YouTube. Tom Brady YouTube. Maybe that happens a lot. No, sir. Tom Brady Yacht. You're a big boating guy now, right? Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm so new to the yachting world. I mean, I moved down to Tampa. You know what's funny about that? I I never, I got pretty seasick in my early 20s. And I was like, why the hell do people like boats? I'm never going to buy a boat. Never in my life, whatever. Own a boat, buy a boat, whatever. So, I, of course, I moved to Florida. And I buy, I, I rent my house from uh, from Derek. And he's got this boat lift. And I said, I was here one day, one day in the state of Florida on a bay. And I go, I got to get a boat. And uh, ordered a boat, came about eight months later. And since then, I've been a boat captain. And uh, it's actually one of the great things that I love to do. Go out on the water, take my family out there. Very peaceful, very serene. So I love the fact that Tom Brady Yacht comes up. Um, although it's more of a boat than a yacht. I guess we would call it a yacht. But, um, yeah, I'd see there's probably a lot more boating in my future, considering I'm now Floridian. <laughs> we, saw, we saw how that boat trip went. Uh, just keep the Vince Lombardi trophy uh, anchored down uh, on the boat uh, the next time you're out there. But uh, right. we, we asked the fans also to send in some questions, Tom. So uh, here's the best of what we got. Uh, how far do you think you could throw a watermelon? A watermelon? I would say... Not far, ten yards, maybe, maybe two-handed underhand, like a like a a Rick Barry underhand toss. That might be the best way to do it. But I get my little my glute activation into it. What salad bar item makes you the angriest? <laughs> oh God, all of them, all of them. I just think all that stuff that's been sitting out for hours. Not my favorite. I'm not a big, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a big uh, buffet type place salad bar. That's no. What's the most overrated toe? Oh, the fourth one. What would that name of that fourth one be? I don't and know. Granted, that I'll be pretty important. You definitely, the big toe's got to be really important. You push off that thing. I actually had pretty couple injuries to my big toe. A couple of years ago, I tore a ligament in my big toe. That, that one really hurt. That's Here's called the one. ring toe, by the way, Jim and Tom. The ring toe. Well, there you go. Oh, just so like the ring, ring finger. There's Snake Hagen jumping in. Thought. All right. Final thought here. Because these are funny. These are good. Would you rather lose all your teeth or all your hair? <laughs> oh, man. Neither would be good. What do you think? You're a lot older than me. I mean, you're the, at least I'm around someone who's a lot older than you. I mean, of all the years. I've already lost I've, all my hair. I've already lost it all. So <laughs> uh, I guess I would want to keep my teeth at this point. 
I mean, I keep my teeth too. Not we'd be like back in the day when you have wooden teeth. Nobody would want that. You couldn't chew on anything. That's that's a rough thought. I'm going to take good care of myself just for that reason alone, right there. Take care of myself because once you lose it, it's gone. So keep it while you got it. We'll continue to do this. Keep sending us your questions to let's go at SiriusXM.com. As we continue here on Let's Go, let's remind everybody that Let's Go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey. Play your favorite online slots or game tables like Blackjack, Roulette, and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Tom, that was lots of fun. You've got Atlanta coming up this week. Let's take a quick preview of them. Uh, Obviously, they're a division rival. Uh, They didn't win yesterday. You've got them at home. Um, By the way, uh, you have this home field advantage. It's 80 degrees, 86% humidity. Really? That's an advantage? For who? When? Man, it's tough. It's something I'm getting used to, though. I mean, week two in the NFL, it's still really early. But, um, you know, you want to put yourself in a good position with these early games in the season. And um, you want to win them all. Obviously, it goes without saying you want to put yourself in a position in September to be good in October. Um, and a division games are very important. So we got a home game. That's important. We got a home division game. That's more important. So I think that, you know, us having a great week, practicing well, there's a lot of things we need to refine. There's a lot of things that we didn't do very well the other night. And we've got to improve those things. And football season is about improvement. It's not about, hey, we're good we'll figure it out. You know, we got it. You got to put the work in. you got to identify the problems and you got to solve them. And you're never a finished product in football. And going into week two, we're playing against a team. They have a new scheme. Obviously new coach, Arthur Smith, new D coordinator, Dean Pease. Um, they have a lot of the guys we're familiar with. They're in a division, Matt Ryan, um, Calvin Ridley, who I love as a receiver. They, they drafted Kyle Pitts, Deion Jones on defense. AJ Terrell was a high pick last year. So, I feel like I know them pretty well, um, but I got to know them better. And I got to have a great week and have a great week of practice and go out there and play well on Sunday. Big rivalry you had in your head all those years was the guys in green, the Jets. They're playing your former team, the Patriots. One of those rookie quarterbacks is going to get their first win, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. Um, You still got something against the guys in green? What do you think? I know, I know. Now that I'm not in that division, I don't really pay attention much. So, and they're another conference, another division. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of rookies playing. It's pretty amazing. I, I don't remember this many young rookie players. Even watching yesterday, when I think of even the second year guys, Tua, Herbert, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Fields played a little bit. Trey Lance played a little bit. Zach Wilson's playing. Mac Jones is playing. That's a lot of young quarterbacks. So, um, Kind of gone are the days of Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. You know, those are the guys that I'm used to hearing. Now I'm watching yesterday and I'm seeing all these young guys. So, you know, that's just the way it goes. You know, I'll be forgotten here soon enough. I'll move on and they'll be on to someone else. But that's just the way football goes, as, as does life. But unlike Evander Holyfield, Tom Brady's still standing. Tom, great week, and we will talk to you next Monday night. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. Take care. Enjoy the week, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks to our producer, Dave Snakehagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Del Frisco Steakhouse, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Mastro's. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. 
Talk to you again next Monday night, right here on Sirius XM. Let's go, baby. Podcasts.